0: Can I tell you that it's unbelievable the impact that you're having and the seeds that you guys are sowing across the world. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes about that statement that Jesus made. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about it because what did he really mean when he said the least of these? He said, what you have done unto the least of these you have done unto me. What did Jesus mean when he said that? What does that mean? Father, we just thank you, Lord. God, I pray, Father, that your word does not return void. And Father, I just ask in Jesus' name, Lord, that you help me today. God, we thank you for this service. We thank you for the stories we're going to hear today. We thank you for the testimonies. God, we thank you for the lives that have been changed and impacted in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you open your Bibles with me this morning to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to Matthew chapter 25 real quick. Matthew chapter 25. <clears throat> Say amen when you get there. Amen. And I want to talk to you about this very popular teaching that that Jesus said here in, in Matthew 25. And, and Jesus is about to be crucified. He has already come into Jerusalem for the, his final week of his earthly life, his earthly ministry. He's about to be crucified. And he departs to the Mount of Olives. He's already been in the temple teaching. He's already, he, he, he has departed to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples come up to him asking him questions. It's two days before Passover. <laughs> Excuse me. It's two days before Passover. And the disciples are coming up asking him questions. And he is speaking in parables at this time. And he's talking in parables in Matthew, in chapter 24 and 25. Uh, in Matthew 25, he's talking about what the kingdom of heaven is going to be. He's telling the parable of the, of the virgins, the, the, the talents, the parable of the talents. And he gets in to this parable, and he starts telling the story of the Son of Man as he is coming back to be the righteous judge of all. Amen? He will divide the nations. The Bible says, if you read it in Matthew 25, he will divide the nations, the sheep on the right, the goats on the left. What he's saying, the sheep are the ones who are going to heaven. He is speaking this parable to those who are considered Righteous. He is coming back to judge. The Bible says he separates the sheep on the right, the goats on the left. And to those on his right, Jesus starts telling this parable to them. And he makes this profound statement that gives us our motivation to do good. Amen? So I want you to go ahead and put yourself in that group. Because Jesus is speaking to the righteous. Jesus is speaking this parable unto who He considers to be righteous, so I want you to put yourself into this group for me. If you're a Christian, you have been saved. A couple of you that ain't we're going to work on that. If there, I'm playing. Put yourself in that group. If you are in right standing with God, that's what righteous means. You are a Christian. You have been saved. Your sins are forgiven. You're not trying to earn your way into heaven by doing more good than bad because you know your good works can outweigh your bad works. It's some kind of cultish thing that we, you know, that we think. You've been saved. Jesus Christ has forgiven you, and you have been saved. Jesus has saved your soul. Jesus has forgiven you. You're in right standing with God. Go ahead and consider yourself righteous because you are in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want you to put yourself in that spot. You consider yourself righteous. So it's to the righteous that Jesus is speaking this parable to, and he says something very interesting. Go to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to start in verse 34. The Bible says that he has separated the sheep on the right, the goats on the left. Verse 34. Uh, verse 34. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, the, 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 the righteous... The sheep, the ones who are saved. Look at this. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Man, ain't that good news from the foundation of the world. I have set you on the right. He said, come inherit the kingdom that has already been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. That's good news. That's good news. That's good news. Listen to this. For when I was hungry and you gave me food, I was thirsty. And you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous are going to stand there and go, huh? What? The righteous are going to say, Lord, huh? when did we see you hungry? Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the King Jesus will answer them and say, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it unto the least of these, my brethren, he said. You have done it unto me. Listen, the least of these. Okay, this is an interesting phrase. Amen? Do you understand this is a a very interesting phrase because way too many of us will allow our brains to go somewhere that God and Jesus never intended for our brains to go. Amen? We, we, We allow our minds to go somewhere that Jesus never intended. When you hear least of these and you read this passage, if you're honest... When you read this, you'll probably think of somebody that lives under a bridge. You'll think of somebody who is less than. Amen? You'll think of somebody who, who, who is just in the most dire situations that you can think of. So if we apply least, that phrase least, if we take that phrase, the least of these, and we apply that to a person then naturally, you're gonna find yourself to be a little bit better off than the least of these. Y'all follow me? If you apply that least to a person, then you're automatically gonna assume that you're just a little bit better off than that person. Amen? Listen, but wait a minute. See, biblically, we know that God does not play favorites. We're not any better than anyone else. Amen. We are not any better than anyone else. Acts chapter 10, look at this. God is basically welcoming the Gentiles into his story. When you get to Acts chapter 10, none of this was even for the Gentiles. until, And and he's basically inviting the Gentiles into his story now. Look at Acts 10, 34. Peter said this. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. We are no better than anybody else. So when you take that word least and you apply it, you think that you're better than somebody. Peter said it in Acts. Look, the Apostle Paul said it right here. It's repeated it again. Look at Romans 2.11. You've got Peter and you've got the Apostle Paul sitting here trying to tell you, look, for God does not what? <laughs> I, y'all wake this morning. God does not what? Thank you. Listen. You got Peter and Paul sitting there telling y'all that God does not show favoritism. So what does he mean when he says the least of these? He is not a respecter. The Bible says God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of people on a different social status. Amen. Are you following me? God is not a respecter of persons on a different social status. I got to hurry. Monica's got 30 minutes. I was only going to preach for 10 minutes y'all. They told me I couldn't do it. So does the word least of these, does the phrase least of these apply to a person's person's social status? Is the least of these applying to an actual value statement on a human? It's not. It's not. Because if it does, we're messed up just a little bit. If we think that it does and we think that we're better off than somebody else, we're kind of messed up just a little bit in our thinking. Amen? We're messed up just a little bit because we start thinking that we're better than a person who's in dire straits. Let me tell you something. I'm no better than a person who has no home. I'm no better than a person who has no home. I'm no better than a person who has no food. I'm no better than them. Amen? Amen? That person is a child of God just as I am. Hallelujah. I'm no better than those people living in the dumps of Jalapa, Guatemala. And neither are you. We are no better than those people living in the dumps over there. God works just as hard to save that person as he does to save me. God works just as hard. He works just as hard to save you as he does to save me as he does to save you. Amen. You got to catch this, guys. Listen, I'm no better. So what is he talking about? Jesus gave us a list. You got to look at this. There's a few things that he mentioned. Hunger, thirst, being a stranger, being naked, needing clothing, sick, imprisoned. He said, whatever you did for the least of these, you got to understand this. Listen to me. You got to understand this because those things are conditions. They're conditions. Being sick is a condition. Being hungry is a condition. Being thirsty is a condition. Amen? You following me? These are conditions. I go visit, listen, let me tell you something. These are conditions. You gotta catch it. Even being a stranger, some of you can relate what it's like to be a stranger and then someone welcome you in. That is a condition. That is not a value statement on your person. Amen. Amen. It's not a value statement on your person. It's not a, let me, let me tell you this. It's not a value statement on who you are. There's not a most or least thing that you can do. You follow me? There's not a most or the least of these. What do, what do you mean? Well, you're doing less than me to get into heaven. How do, you, how do you, right? There's not a most or a least thing that you can do. You can't. It's not a most. Listen, that's a condition, being hungry, being thirsty, being in prison. Those are conditions. I go visit a prisoner and I'm looking at him across the glass and I'm no better than he is. Amen. He's just in a condition right now. I'm no better than he is. Jesus said to the righteous, if you want motivation to do good, listen to this, guys. When you have done the least bit of work to help a person with even the least bit of these conditions... You've done it unto me. Amen. That's what he's saying. When you have done the least bit of work to help these people that are in the worst of these conditions, the least of these, that's what he's talking about. Not that you're better than anybody. That these are the least of these in these conditions. And that's us, Restoration Church. You did that. Amen. Amen. You did that. You did that. We're no better than anyone else over there. We were there to help the least of these with those conditions. That's what today's all about. Every single bottle of water offered. If you listen, you will hear Jesus say from Matthew 25. Thank you. I was thirsty. Every bottle of water offered over there, every meal that was offered to those in their hungry condition, every hurt that needs healing, it's Jesus that looks up to you and says, thank you, I needed that. What you do unto the least of these, you have done unto me. It's Jesus that looks up and says, thank you. Jesus takes our conditions personally. Amen. So personally, listen, he loves us all so much. Because he takes your condition so personally that when you reach out to a person, Jesus says, thank you. You did that to me. Least of these is not a value statement on people. It's just Jesus simply saying this. The least amount of effort matters. The least amount of effort matters. Every little thing you do for a person matters. Jesus said, when I was hungry, look at this picture. You gave me food. He said, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. Y'all did that. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was sick and you visited me. Thank you. Thank you. What you've done to the least of these, Jesus said, you have done unto me.